All right, the scripture reading this morning will be 1 John 2, 3 through 11. By this we know that we have come to know him. If we keep his commandments, the one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in, in the love of God has truly been perfected. But this we know that we are in him. But, and the one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is the true in him and in you. Because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining, the one who says he is in light and yet hates his brother is still in darkness until now. The one who loves his brother and abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. First John 2, 3 through 11. Morning, everyone. Um, it's, a, it's an exciting time of the year. We just... Uh, Finished up with, with Christmas, going into the new year. And we'll talk about the new year and New Year's resolutions and some of that. How many of you have New Year's resolutions already? None of us. No, some of us do, right? <laughs> We're done with that. No more New Year's resolutions here. That's right. No, we've got New Year's resolutions. Um, there is, I understand, more exercise equipment sold here in the next uh, next few days than any other time during the year. And then there's more exercise equipment comes on eBay and other places a few months down the road than any other time of the year. And because we have great intentions, but it's sometimes hard to follow through. And we're going to talk about some things that maybe we can do as a people, as individuals, to to really set a trajectory that's great for this next year for us spiritually. Um, I've been walking through the book of Romans, or we've been doing that together here on Sunday morning, and we're going to be in chapter 13. And chapter 13, the first uh, seven verses, uh, there was, uh, Dan Morgan and I uh, did a, uh, shared some of what Romans 13 says, and basically, um, we're not going to go into detail because we did this just over a year ago, is that we are children of God. And we are children of God first and foremost, more than any other citizenship that we have. But because we're in this world, we need to, as far as we can, as far as it depends on us, live at peace with our government and pay our taxes. That's what you see in the first verses of Romans chapter 13, is we're supposed to be good citizens. And so because we did that recently, we won't go through it again. But I want to walk through some, some of the rest of chapter 13 and, and set us up for talking about what... Uh, what we're going to be in this year coming up. Before I do that, um, I want to reflect a little bit the last few days. I think maybe, unless you're a, you're a diehard skier, or um, you might be a little bit thankful that there wasn't near as much snow that came as was proje- projected. You see, if, when we were looking at about early last week, they were talking about how much snow was supposed to come, Six feet. It wasn't six feet, but it was some huge astronomical amount that snow was going to come. And so everybody was bracing for it. Is what's this going to look like? And other places in Montana got hit. I got text messages from friends and, and family up in, in Libby saying, we can't hardly get out of the house because we were snowed in completely. And maybe all the snow in, the, in those clouds just fell over in western Montana and northwestern Montana and didn't make its way down here. But we didn't have near as much snow as, as other places. But I was preparing mentally for this, this great snow that was going to happen. I was thinking about um, 
uh, what's what's appropriate? And I went and got, I had a snow shovel that, that was about this wide, and I went and got one that's this wide and you know, did some things like that to prepare for this big snow that's coming, you know, getting excited. And I started thinking about how, um, you know, what, how do we prepare for winter? And I was, there's, you look at this, this picture there behind me, and there's something that just doesn't look right about that picture. What's not right about that picture? Flip-flops in the snow. Now, see, there's an exception here. I have a friend that's here today who's a Canadian, of all things, that I always see him in sandals and shorts, always. You know, he, he's an Iron Man, I guess, but doesn't have any feeling in his toes or something. But, but this, is, this isn't great stuff to walk in the snow with, is it? No, no, there's a... And I've got my big boots that I like, and um, I've got some of Luke's old boots here, but those work a whole lot better there in the snow. Um, how about these? Do these work great in the snow? Yeah, they work great. Yeah, Sean's saying, yeah, these are great. Yeah, that's all he ever wears is, is shorts in the snow. Yeah, but those don't, don't work great in the snow or, or T-shirts or, or whatever else we have. Um, but just, just as something that's kind of fun, uh, Dan Morgan volunteered, Big D volunteered, to put these shorts on and flip-flops and a T-shirt afterwards and run around the parking lot and go and slide down the big snow pile out there. And so if you want some entertainment, Dan's going to do it right, Dan? Isn't that what you told me? Did I misunderstand? Where do liars go? Yeah, here we go. I'm getting called out. There it goes. I think it would be, how many of you would like to see that? Yeah, I'd like to see it. All right. All right, Dan. It's a vote. That's how it works, right? Yeah. And so we know that living in the world that we live in is that there's, it's cold and dangerous out there. Uh, when it gets, when the snow comes, when it gets really chilly, that we need to put on clothes that are appropriate to keep us warm. Because if uh, I saw some pictures as I was looking for pictures to put up here, of people that were outside in flip-flops like this, and your feet—it's it, not fun. Pretty quickly, it gets to be cold. Um, it's uncomfortable. It's a bad deal. But even with lots of snow and really cold weathers, really cold weather we can really have a good time outside when it's cold and nasty, can't we? Because we can cover up with all the, the big coats and boots and hats and everything that we have that allow us to en- enjoy and, and be safe walking outside in the weather that we have here in Montana. You look at Scripture, we see that this world is a cold and dangerous place. <laughs> we don't have to look very far to see that there are all sorts of influences in the world day in, day out, that are trying to pull us away from God. Turn on the TV. You don't have to do that for but a few minutes to see there's all sorts of things that are, that are vying for our attention, sometimes pulling us into evil, sometimes just distracting us so that God is not number one in our life. And we get that from the TV. We get it from friends. We get it from family sometimes. We get it from all sorts of, of places. It's In order to live a godly life in our world, you have to really provide a lot of effort to make that happen. It doesn't just happen naturally. It doesn't just happen because, oh, yeah, I'm going to go outside and, boy, God's going to, going to fill me up today and, and this is going to be a, a cakewalk. It doesn't work like that. We've got to prepare ourselves and clothe ourselves right to, um, to live in a godly way. Okay, so Romans 13, and I've got this scripture up here. You can look at it in your, in your Bible. So Romans 13, verse 11 through 12 says, And do this, understanding the present time. 
The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. And Paul is, you get the, his, his urgency that he's saying here. He's giving some urgency to the Romans saying, look, all right, night is over, day is almost here. We, we need to get on with this. You know, there is enough time that has been wasted that we can waste in our life and we, we don't do the best things right now. I appreciate what, what Chris had to say, and I can definitely, Chris, I got you, man. I hear what you're saying. Because sometimes I don't, I may not be doing the bad things, but I'm just not doing what's best at any given time and can get distracted in, in my own walk with God. And so Paul is reminding the Romans here is that all of this stuff out here, it's time to really get on board and make that decision to put God number one and make that decision right now. Let's talk about clothing ourselves uh, with, uh, to protect ourselves from the elements of this world. And Paul talks about this. Well, let's look at Romans chapter 3, verse 13. He says, let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. And then he'll talk about the other side of things here in just a minute. But this is what it looks like to wear flip-flops in the snow in our world, is, is that we just kind of do whatever, whatever's going on around us. Let's walk through that list. We won't in detail, but you look at carousing and drunkenness, those kind of things just... You know, letting letting alcohol control our lives. Now think about um, if we have a um, you know, Clay's a policeman here. He's, he works for the sheriff's department. I bet during the day things are a lot smoother for you than at night. Is that that's the case? Yeah, because our tendency is as people, if we pursue and carousing and drunkenness, things it leads to all sorts of other disasters in our lives and our families. Um, not in sexual immorality, um, pursuing people that we have no business being involved with, and debauchery. Do you remember? We've talked about this. What's the definition of debauchery? How many of you remember? Man, this is a tough one to remember. Lack of moral restraint is what debauchery means, is doing whatever I feel like doing instead of doing what God wants me to at any given time. And so it's living by faith instead of living by pleasure or whatever I want to do. Not in dissension and jealousy. And so these are, are relationship issues. If, if my life is, is constantly drama and there's constant dissension and between me and the people around me, then I'm not being led by the Spirit. There's something that I'm missing there. And, and that's something I'm, I'm, I, need to, I need to correct in myself and the way I interact with people. And so you think about that is that if we allow those things to be very important in our life and we walk through life day in, day out, being clothed with these things, boy, it's a disaster. And, um, and we end up freezing to death spiritually. That's what happens. But fortunately, that's not all there is. Look at verse 14. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And you notice a few verses before, in verse 12 it said, put on the armor of light. Clothe yourselves with Christ. Put on the armor of light. Is that God has clothing for us to put on that helps us walk through the cold and, and danger and, and find joy, no matter what's going on around us. So put on the armor of light. Look at verses 8 through 10. He says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others 
has fulfilled the law, the commandments. You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Boy, have we heard this before? Didn't Jesus say something like this? The greatest commands are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and the second is like it. And what is it? Love your neighbor as yourself. Man, that comes up over and over again because in God's perspective is, is that is where, where we're really at. How we treat people, if we love our neighbors ourselves, that demonstrates so much about where our heart is at and where we're going spiritually. And so that's the, that's the big deal. Uh, that's a question that, that the Romans had asked themselves. How am, I, how am I walking through life right now? How am I treating the person around me? Am I taking advantage of the person and creating all sorts of, of heartache and disaster? Or am I loving the person next to me and looking out for their best interest and trying to find peace and trying to find and forgiveness? Is that how I'm, I'm interacting with other people? Good question for all of us. And the Romans had to wrestle with that. And we'll talk about next week, or two weeks from now, uh, a lot of some more detail about how they put that into practice. Romans 14 to the first part of 15, two weeks from now, you can read it ahead of time. And how do we deal with it in practice when there's differences among us? Okay, so for us, I was, as I was pondering this week, um, how, do I, how do we keep our armor of light in shape year-round? How can we do that? And so I hope all of us at this point in time can take some time to think, all right, where am I at spiritually? What are some things that I'm really missing? And who do I want to be? Who, who does God, more importantly, who does God want me to be in this year coming up? And so here's some things that I've found through Scripture. And I, we talked with the young adult class here recently, the teen devotional on, um, on Friday night. We walked or, yeah, Friday night we walked through this as well. And so I'll walk through some of this with us here today. Is God calls us to pursue, and oftentimes these are called the spiritual disciplines, of getting into Scripture. We live in a time, and, and this will be something that I will continue to share over and over again. We live in a time where we have more access to Scripture than any time in history. And so any one of us at any given time can pick up our phone, can pick up a Bible, and we can read, and we can be changed and transformed. And God's Word is, is powerful. It gets in us, and it, it, it changes us. You know, scripture after Scripture talk about that. And I've found that far and away... When I talk with people and, and they're wrestling with, with, with some spiritual battle that's going on in their life, one of the questions I often ask is, are you in Scripture every day? And almost always the answer is no. And we wrestle when we're, we're not connected with God and, and not allowing His Word to, to change us day in, day out. And so practically, find a time. My recommendation is find a time, find a place, find a plan, and you walk through it and decide, God's going to be somewhere in my life, number one, every day, that I'm going to have some time set aside that I can listen to his word. And maybe it's driving, and, and there's, there's audio Bibles that, that are really easy to get a hold of now that you can listen. This is something I've done a number of times, and I remember my parents gave me another, it's a, it was another copy of this that fell, fell apart by now. But it's, it's called the Daily Bible, and what it is, it's the Bible put together in the same Bible that, that you have in your hand now put together in chronological order. So you read it from the beginning to the end, you read it through in a year. And I remember in high school uh, reading this and thinking, huh, wow, 
I can see God there. I, I can see how God is working, trying to call me to him. I can see how he's done this throughout history. And, and it's not perfect the way things are arranged. Uh, but what it does is it gives you the word of God that you can read day in, day out, and see the story. And I remember, and I still believe to this day, I've taken Bible class after Bible class. I've been very fortunate to, to receive some really great education. The best thing that changed my life more than anything else was doing this. Right? Very simply that. It was just me in high school, on my bed, at night, before I fell asleep, reading through, thinking, wow, this is amazing. And God was changing me in ways that I could never have imagined at that point in time. You can find them on Amazon, uh, or you can, they're, they're easy to get a hold of, this daily Bible. Um, if, you don't, if you don't have a plan, and, and you're, that's, that's not uh, something that you want to try this year, start in the book of Luke and just start reading through and get through the New Testament this year. But something every day that gets, it, that gets God's word into your life. Because what I find for myself is, as Scripture says, God's word is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It cuts to joints and marrow, dividing the soul and spirit. And what happens is oftentimes when I read Scripture, something somewhere in whatever I'm reading that day makes me think, huh, I need to work on that. <laughs> That's something I really needed to, or something that was just encouraging to me that, that made a difference, that helps me get up and keep going today. And I believe if we do that every day, we make that a habit, months down the road, weeks down the road, years down the road, we're totally different people because God's word gets in us and it just changes and continues to transform us. Uh, something else that uh, the church here does that it's, I've been really impressed with um, our Sunday morning Bible classes and our Wednesday evening Bible classes. It's a great time of fellowship, a great time to be able to come together and, and hear the message of God and do that as a community and share uh, what we understand and what we learn from God's Word. Another Wednesday night, we changed the format some here this last year. That's been, I think it's been really fun. It's been really approachable. Is we, we meet over there. We have a couple of songs over in the fellowship hall. We have uh, a few announcements. We give some prayer requests. Then there's, there's classes. The kids go to their classes. And, um, and then we have the adult class in here. And then we finish up a few minutes before 8. And then we have a family prayer together. All the kids come back in. And then we finish eating cookies. Life is better with cookies and, and dessert, isn't it, Gary? Isn't it, isn't it a lot better? I think it's a lot better. But it's just that fellowship time that brings us together as a people of God. And so when we're wrestling or struggling through life, we have those relationships that build us up. And it's a tremendous shot in the arm uh, partway through week that it's, it's always great for me. Uh, there is, uh, there's, some, there's others that, that we can go through, ways that we, we continue to get into God's Word and continue to let it share and, and change us. But every day, every day is key. And if you miss a day, then the next day just pick up and you just keep going. And don't get discouraged, but just make sure that God's in your, in your life day in, day out. Uh, we, scripture is important. Um, prayer. In deciding that, um, that prayer is something that's going to be important for me this year. And that is whenever I do uh, New Year's resolutions or I'll write some things down in the, the church book that I carry around, that I take notes in, and I, I pray through. I carry this around. Um, if you don't have one, it's a great idea to just have a church book that you can bring and, and scribble notes down. And uh, Danny, Danny's got, got his there. Yeah, I have one. I, I do that as well. Is every whenever I'm not teaching, I always learn something from whoever is teaching. Uh, it's things that that God's words brings out for my life. And and prayer is always one of those things that comes up. I think, oh, I need to pray better. I need to to do this more. But something I've seen, and I didn't see the the progress immediately. It took time for me to see it. 
But over time, what I've seen is that my life has become much, much more um, prayerful in that while I'm driving or while I'm walking or while I'm riding the bike or whatever I'm doing, I tend to, my mind more naturally goes to the things of God and people that I'm concerned about or people I'm praying for or people I'm thankful for or something like that. And I, I go through my days more and more in and out of prayer and and I've seen that change in my life. And so having prayer in your life is and making that a priority is something that's important for keeping our armor of light in, in shape. Also, uh, something that um, in our society we don't do a lot, but it's, it's something that, that Jesus assumed that his disciples would do, is prayer, or excuse, is fasting. And that is a, we take a time where we do not eat for a set amount of time, and it's completely personal, it's completely up to you. But you dedicate that time to say to to try to oftentimes uh, you see fasting happen with the Israelites or with the church before big events were happening or big decisions were coming, and uh, that's that's a great thing. If you find yourself in life where there is it seems like Satan is just bearing down on you and things are hard and you or something you just cannot find a solution for whatever's going on and you feel this burden this anxiety on you, take a day and say. Today is a day that I'm just going to dedicate to fasting. Go to work, but during that time that you would normally eat, pray, choose those two or three things, whatever they are, and pray to God during those times. And whenever you're hungry, remember that's a reminder that, oh yeah, I need to be praying to this for God. And I've seen more prayers answered after the times of fasting in my life than, than any other thing that I've ever seen. And it's tremendous. And so when you find yourself, uh, don't try, don't, fasting is a way to say, God, I cannot resolve this myself. I need your help. Please help me. And, and pursue that. Uh, if you want more information or how to go about that, let's talk. But it's a great way to, um, to seek guidance and, and direction in life. Uh, for the new year as well, here's some other things to consider. Uh, fellowship. Fellowship is so important, and that is just... Um, Interacting with people that call us higher spiritually. We need to have those relationships of people in the world that we're influencing, and that's important for, for us to be influenced and light to the world. But we need to have those times that, that we're, we, we are coming to the table with people that are going to call us higher, and we're calling them higher. That's what Wednesday night, our time together, is so rich, because it's a time that we come together and encourage each other. And, and just, it's, a, it's amazing. You, know, you guys as a, as a fellowship group have, have got a tremendous, it's, you love to be together when, when you come together during those times. It's really neat to watch and it's really neat to be a part of and it's been a great blessing for my family. But there is, uh, those times I've found that in the times of my life where I've just been around people that were pretty negative and people that were not looking to be spirit-led, it just sucks the life out of you. And I found myself um, not seeing much hope. Um, and things that are happening around me. But when I reconnected with people that were working to live for God and were willing to call me higher, all of a sudden I saw the world differently, and it changed. I saw my life circumstances differently. The Lord's Supper, uh, being here and participating in the Lord's Supper, I don't. there's been a few times in, in, um, where I've gone for a, a while without taking and participating in the Lord's Supper, and it's really easy for me during those times... Um, in the past to to forget that the grace of God is still here <laughs> and and I it's, it's easy to really get discouraged and to miss out on the, the great blessings that God has um, in store for us 
Uh, generosity is a great thing, uh, a way to keep our armor um, shiny uh, coming into this new year. Is There's times where uh, I know in our world, in this valley, there's people making a lot of money, and it's probably not many of us that are doing that. Somebody's doing it, but it's not, it's not so much us. But everything that we've been given, it's important to remember, is from God. And when I step out in faith and say, God, I'm, just, I'm not sure that I can, I, can, I can give to you X amount, whatever it is that you decide, but you step out in faith and you do that, it's amazing the stories that come back of how God blesses us. I find that when I'm wrestling with being... I, I see it in myself, r- being too comfortable in this world or, or relying too much on stuff or, or things of this world, is deciding, God, I'm going to be a little more generous and just push me out of my comfort zone a little bit more. What that does is it, it opens up all sorts of, um, uh, of faith opportunities for me that are a great blessing. And so be aware of that. And it's amazing how when we pursue the spiritual disciplines of getting into Scripture every day, making prayer uh, a center, central part of our life, and, and fasting and fellowship and Lord's Supper and, and being generous, what happens is we start to see God's mission for us or around us all the time. If we're not pursuing these things in our life, it's easy to go through life and, and, and not see God working around us at all, not see him anywhere. But making sure these are, are huge priorities in our life, what I've found is I start to see God working all around me, and I start to see God giving opportunities all around me to shine his light that I never saw before. I, there was a guy that I, I heard a lesson that he gave once that he had grown up in Oklahoma, he had heard the call to ministry, and he worked in South Dakota for a while as a minister. Tremendous, tremendous godly man. And he said it was amazing when he, he went to, got some training, he went to South Dakota, and he was there, and he, he preached for a while, and there were people becoming Christians, and he was so exciting. And he went back home to visit his family, and all of a sudden he realized that there was lost people all around, and he had never realized that before. You know, Where did all these people, I don't know where they moved from, but all these people moved to Oklahoma, and now that the, they, they need the words of God. Because... His point was, is my perspective when I lived there before was not that I just didn't see the the mission of God around me. But now I see it, and it's changed me, and I live differently because I see this mission of God. Let's um, look at one of the scriptures that we read right off to start with in uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 11. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Boy, I look at that, and uh, that, that causes me um, to, to want to, to step to the plate and say, it's time for me to get up, it's time for me to wake up. I know that God has great plans for all of you this year. God has great plans for us as a community of, of Christians this year. I'm excited for what God has in store for us. But if we're going to get the greatest blessings from God, what it means is all of us deciding... God's going to be, I'm, going to, I'm in. I'm in this year. And I know that the, the things that I didn't do great this last year and the things that I lack faith in, I want that to be different. And I want, from this day forward, decide that I'm going to live by faith and not by fear. And, and that's, that's what's going to be, guide me. Every day, wake up saying, I'm going to live by faith. There's something that, um, I'm going to talk to us that are older here for a minute here. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your sliver because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Something that, um, that I know as I'm getting older, as I was talking with the teenagers on Friday night, 
I said something that is really exciting is I had them guess my age, and um, that was a bit humbling because some of them guessed way higher and and that, and um, they guessed everywhere from from 32 to 48, and I think there was every guess in the world before we came back to 41, which is my actual age. But something I told him, I said, you know what? I am closer to heaven than you guys are. <laughs> Therefore, I should live with more joy because I really am closer to heaven. If all of us live long lives, the chances are that I will pass away and be gone before the teenagers in the church are gone. That's just the way life works. And so hopefully, as we grow older that in life, as, as we're continuing to walk by the Spirit of God, that we experience more and more joy because we are closer to heaven than anybody else. And that is something I think that is very important for the younger generation to see because if the younger generation sees the older generation, us talking about how bad things are, how terrible things are, and such like that, why on earth would they want to live a life of faith? That's a pretty convicting thing for me to think about, is hopefully what they see in me as I'm like, a hundred, you know, I told them that I was, uh, when I was their age, the, the waters were just receding from the earth and, you know, the, the Noah's Ark had come to rest and all that. But I hope what they see in me is a great joy going forward because I am closer to heaven than I've ever been before. And that's living by faith, day in, day out, saying the future is better than the past, better than the past, and I'm excited for what the future may hold. I'm excited for this year coming up. I hope you are as well. And I'm excited for what God may do. And let's hold each other accountable and continue to lift each other up and pursue the, the disciplines, the, fruit, the spiritual disciplines and, and fellowship and, and Lord's Supper and, and pursue those and allow God to really work in us and transform us and, um, and be excited for what God can provide for us this next year. Let's stand and sing together. If you'd like to become a Christian, you're welcome to come on down. And the elders are waiting in the back to uh, pray with you today as well. If you'd like.